Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the North American Veterinary Anesthesia Society. I am your host, Dr. Bonnie Gatson, board certified veterinary anesthesiologist and proud gas passer. I am so glad you decided to spend your time with me today. It occurs to me in our previous episode that I failed to properly introduce myself beyond just simply stating that I am a gas passer, which is true, but I've been practicing veterinary anesthesia now for the past 10 years, and I previously worked in an academic setting, training anesthesia residents, interns, and students in the science of anesthesia, and now I currently I'm the proud owner of an anesthesia consulting firm where I perform anesthesia mostly in specialty private practice settings. If you're interested in learning more about me, you can find me online through my website at safeharboranesthesia.com. However, I'm not here to promote myself as the mission of this podcast is to help veterinary professionals and caregivers advance and improve the safe administration of anesthesia and analgesia to all animals, which coincides with the mission of the North American Veterinary Anesthesia Society or NAVAS. I'm hoping to accomplish this today by having another in-depth discussion about a new sedative agent that just hit the market called Xenalpha. In our last episode, we discussed another new drug that has just been released by Elanco called Sorbium. So if you're interested in learning more about that, make sure you check out the previous episode, which can be found on the NAVAS website, www.mynavas.org. So before I had this discussion, I really thought that Sinalpha, kind of like Sorbium, was just a new take on an old drug. But hopefully you will come to find, like I did, that Sinalpha truly is a unique new sedative agent for dogs. So just to give a brief introduction, Sinalpha is a mixture of metatomidine and vantanoxin that has been recently approved for the sedation of dogs via a single intramuscular injection. For our listeners not as familiar with metatomidine, It's classified as an alpha-2 adrenergic agent that is a potent sedative for dogs, and it also has both muscle relaxing and analgesic properties. So this drug accomplishes this through both a central mechanism of action as well as a peripheral mechanism of action where it combines with alpha-2 receptors either in the brain and the spinal cord for its central effects or in the periphery for obviously its peripheral effects. So what makes an alpha unique is the addition of vantanoxin, which has previously been known as MK467. And this is a peripherally acting alpha-2 receptor antagonist that does not readily cross the blood-brain barrier. So it really just antagonizes the effect peripheral effects of metatomidine. So as you're going to hear from this discussion, the addition of antinoxin really drastically alters both the pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic properties of metatomidine. 
Our guest today to provide more insight into this new drug is Dr. Hedda Turenin. She will introduce herself some more, but she was a vital member of a team of Finnish veterinarians that helped with the development of Xenolfa, which included conducting both clinical trials as well as safety studies. So just before we welcome her onto the podcast, something I just want to point out is that DECRA is the company in the United States that is currently marketing this drug. And DECRA is a sponsor of this podcast. However, Dr. Turunen does not directly work for DECRA. So I'm really excited to hear her perspective on the development and clinical use of this new drug. Welcome. Why don't you start by introducing yourself? Thank you. It's nice to be part of your new podcast. So my name is Heta Turunen and I work for Vetcare, a Finnish company that developed the new drugs in Alpha and supplies the drug. And my current position is expert scientist in clinical R&D. My role is to provide scientific support and lead the clinical development of Vatinoxan products here at Vetcare. I graduated from University of Helsinki Faculty of Veterinary Medicine in 2012, and then within a couple of years started my PhD there. I joined the Helsinki University Alpha 2 Research Group that is behind the Vatinoxan innovation. And in my PhD, I focused on how the undesirable effects of metatomidine can be reversed by alpha 2 adrenoceptor agonists, Vatinoxan and atipamosol. Well, I'm so excited to have you on so we could kind of delve in more about not only Xenalpha, but just about alpha-2 adrenergic agonists in general. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So why don't we just start with Xenalpha? So just to give our viewers a little bit of like a quick update, if I'm wrong, please correct me. The FDA just approved Xenalpha in the summer, I believe, of 2022. So this past summer. And Xenalpha is a new formulation of an old drug. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So tell me a little bit about what is Xenalpha, what are its components, um, and how is this drug different from other formulations of alpha-2 adrenergic agonists that are available for veterinarians now? Great. I'm happy to do that. Senalpha is an injectable sedative and analgesic drug for dogs that combines the alpha-2 adrenoceptor agonist metatomidine and peripheral alpha-2 adrenoceptor antagonist vatinoxan in a dose ratio of 1 to 20. And the components of Senalpha are metatomidine 0.5 milligrams per milliliter and then vatinoxan 10 milligrams per milliliter. You are more familiar with dexmedetomidine uh, in the US, but in EU, we actually use metatomidine also a lot. But I want to make sure that you know what, what is the difference between metatomidine and dexmedetomidine. So metatomidine is a racemic mixture of two optical enantiomers, dexmedetomidine and levometatomidine, and they are in the mix one to one. And the structures of these two enantiomers are actually mirror images of each other, but they each possess different biological activity. So the active component of metatomidine is actually dexmedatomidine that is responsible for the characteristic effects. And levometatomidine does not 
cause any apparent sedation, analgesia, or cardiovascular effects at the clinically used doses. Dexmedetomidine has twice the potency of metatomidine, which is reflected in the dosing. But at equipotent doses, sedation, analgesia, and cardiovascular effects are virtually identical with metatomidine and dexmedetomidine. And then if we go to the other component, so vatinuxan, vatinuxan is a peripherally selective alpha-2 adrenoceptor antagonist. Uh, which counteracts the cardiovascular depressive effects of metatomidine at peripheral alpha-2 adrenoceptors, while preserving the centrally mediated sedative and analgesic effects of metatomidine. The central effects of metatomidine actually remain unaltered, although vatinoxan will reduce the duration of sedation and analgesia induced by metatomidine, and that is predominantly by increasing the clearance of metatomidine via improving cardiovascular function. So let's go to what is new with Senalpha. First of all, it is a new and innovative next-generation alpha-2 adrenergic drug. And it differs from other alpha-2 agonists such as dexmedetomidine by an improved safety and usability profile. And that's attributed to the effects of the new molecule, the peripheral alpha-2 antagonist, vatinuxan. Vatinuxan counteracts the harmful peripheral cardiovascular changes that are characteristic of dexmedetomidine. And thereby, the cardiovascular profile of senalpha is actually then more acceptable. What we also see pharmacologically is that vatinoxan hastens the absorption of metatomidine from the injection site when the drug is administered intramuscularly. And therefore, the onset of sedation is faster, so just 5 to 15 minutes with Senalpha. And then what is also known is that vatinoxan crosses the blood-brain barrier very limitedly, so the Central effects of metatomidine, such as sedation and analgesia, are unaffected in that sense by vatinoxan. In general, with senalpha, the central cardiovascular effects of metatomidine are a bit more evident because vatinoxan effectively blocks metatomidine's peripheral effects. So the cardiovascular effects of senalpha can actually be divided into three phases uh, after intramuscular administration. So in the first phase, approximately from 5 to 15 minutes after drug administration, some of the peripheral cardiovascular effects of metatomidine are seen because metatomidine absorbs uh, faster from the injection site than vatinoxan. But then after that, Initial uh, increase in blood pressure and decrease in heart rate due to faster absorption of metatomidine. Then the second phase starts when vatinoxan is fully absorbed from the intramuscular injection site. So from 20 to 60 minutes after uh, senalpha administration, we can see that vatinoxan starts to effectively block the peripheral effects of metatomidine and then the metatomidine central cardiovascular effects prevail. So basically heart rate and blood pressure are within normal physiological limits in a resting or in this case sedated dog. Then once the dog starts to recover approximately after 60 minutes after senalpha administration, we can see that the cardiovascular function returns very close to values prior senalpha treatment. So once the dog is awake, its cardiovascular function becomes normal. So basically the effects of, of vatinoxan and metatomidine vein with 
the effects of, of the sedative action as well. So what we can see is also that the sedation or the sedative effect is a little bit shorter with Senalpha than with other alpha 2s. And that is because batinoxan increases the clearance of metazomidine to twofold. And therefore, the length of sedation, as I said, is shorter and the patient actually recovers faster, approximately within 45 minutes. And this also means that Senalpha, with Senalpha, the patient can actually be returned home more quickly and safely awake, which is, of course, a very nice thing as a clinician to see. Yeah. Okay. So you went through a lot of different <laughs> things about why Xenalpha is, is an innovative drug. Yeah. And so I'm just going to kind of break some of these down for our listeners, right. kind of just one by one and go over That's some of good. the really important things that you mentioned. So the first one I think is about how metatomidine, which again is, is an older drug. It's been around a long time. I think people are pretty familiar with it. Yeah. It's an alpha-2 adrenergic agonist and it has both a central and a peripheral effect. Yes. And so the peripheral effect is usually not all the time, but it is responsible for some of the adverse cardiovascular side effects that we see with these drugs. So what we can see is a lot of times is hypertension caused by binding of alpha-2 receptors in the vasculature, which causes a subsequent drop in heart rate. So a lot of times when we use metatomidine or dexmedetomidine in dogs, we see this hypertension followed by a, a drop in heart rate. Yeah. And the two effects combined decrease the cardiac output of dogs pretty substantially. Yes. The innovation with Sinalpha is the addition of vantanoxin. And so vantanoxin is an alpha-2 adrenergic antagonist that has mostly a peripheral action because it poorly crosses the blood-brain barrier. And so because of that, we don't necessarily see these peripheral effects of metatomidine. And so because of that, we see, as you mentioned, heart rates that are within the normal range for a sedated dog. Is that correct? Exactly. And, Wonderful. you know, sometimes even when the animal is resting, the heart rate can go pretty low just because it's resting. So that's what we also see with Senalpha. So we need to compare the uh, heart rate to a resting dog, not the anxious dog in the clinic, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, I totally understand. I think also something important to note too is that the cardiovascular effects of alpha adrenergic agonists are not just peripherally mediated. There's also centrally mediated cardiovascular effects. And that also causes like an overall suppression of the sympathetic nervous system, kind of a lower heart rate, potentially a lower blood pressure just from the central effects. Yes. And so, but that's something that we would anticipate to see in a sedated dog. Yeah. Did you guys do any comparisons of just looking at the cardiac output between dogs that received like equipotent doses of metatomidine or dexmedetomidine versus Xenalpha? Yeah, sure. So initially there is, of course, decrease with both of the drugs as we, as you as nicely explained because of the central effects. And, and as I said, some of the peripheral effects of metatomidine do kick in before vaccinoxan actually absorbs after intramuscular administration. But then, so at five minutes, we do see decrease in, in cardiac output with 
both drugs when we administer it. But after that, we we start to see uh, differences. And, and even at that five minutes, we can see that the cardiac output remains uh, significantly higher with Senalpha. And then throughout the whole period of sedation, we can see that the cardiac output is better preserved. And that is mostly due to higher heart rate. So we actually did an analysis of correlation of heart rate and cardiac output in in dogs that were sedated both with Senalpha and then the control drug, which was equivalent dose of medetomidine. And we could see that heart rate correlates very well with cardiac output, which is also nice for clinicians because you can't really measure the cardiac output, but you can measure the heart rate. So the difference in heart rate that you see clinically is actually the difference in cardiac output as well. And the heart rate remains significantly higher, which is also reflected to the cardiac output with Senalpha. So in that sense, at least I feel much more comfortable using Senalpha with all dogs. So so basically for, for the sedation of dogs, I feel more comfortable and more safe when I see those higher heart rates. And now based on the science that it is actually reflected to cardiac output, which is of course very important component of also ensuring that the tissue perfusion is staying at adequate levels. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to note too, something that you touched based on a little bit is about just the absorption of the drug when you administer it through the intramuscular route. This drug is approved for intramuscular administration. Is it approved for any other type of route? Not at the moment. In the target animal safety study, we actually did the study uh, using the IV route. So we have some information about that, but uh, we haven't really evaluated that route uh, in a sense that it would be indicated. Okay. So I just, yeah, I just wanted to make sure our listeners were aware that it's only approved for the intramuscular route at this point. But something I think you touched base off, which is really interesting, is that the drug, the metatomidine component is absorbed very quickly into the system. So it allows for a very rapid onset of of sedation. Yeah. Many times when we use dexmedetomidine or metatomidine clinically, we're oftentimes combining this sedative with like an opioid mm-hmm. or other sedative agents, maybe midazolam or something like that. Maybe even ketamine would be another drug that we might combine it with. Yeah. Can you touch base a little bit about what the absorption of other drugs? Well, I guess, first of all, can you combine or do you know if you can you mix an alpha with other medications? That would be the first part. And the second part is what are the absorption spectrum of using other drugs combined with an alpha? So first, Senalpha is not indicated to be used concomitantly with other sedative or, or analgesic drugs, but we have published literature on the use of Senalpha combined with butorphanol. We haven't done studies with other opioids, but from that study, we do know what to expect. So basically, when Senalpha is used intramuscularly in combination in with other drugs, it is important to take into consideration that vatinoxan enhances drug absorption from the intramuscular injection site. So basically, metatomidine and all other drugs that are co-administered in the same injection are actually absorbed faster in the presence of vatinoxan. And that means that also the time to maximum plasma concentration of the co-administered drugs is shortened by vatinoxan and also maximum concentration of the co-administered 
drugs is also higher. And that means that the use of other central nervous system depressants are expected to potentiate the effects of Senalpha. And therefore, an appropriate dose reduction should be made after a benefit-risk assessment made by the veterinarian, since at this point we don't have exact uh, dosages to recommend. Uh, with putorphanol uh, in, in the study, we actually saw that by reducing the Sena alpha dose by 40%, so giving 0.6 times the dose of, of the recommended label dose of Senalpha with regular 0.1 milligrams per kilogram putorphanol worked actually very nicely. That way we were able to actually increase the depth of sedation in the early stages and also increase the length of sedation. So combining Senalpha with putorphanol and using a reduced uh, dose of Senalpha in that case seems to work actually very nice. So in that study, you were only assessing the sedative properties of Zenalpha, not necessarily analgesic properties, or did yes. you look at both? We actually uh, looked mostly of the sedative properties. Okay. I just want to touch base a little bit about both somatic and visceral analgesia with this particular drug. One of the really great benefits of our alpha-2 adrenergic drugs is that they provide sedation, like pretty reliable sedation in dogs, but also they're a class of drugs that also provide, or we know provide some analgesia to our patients. I was looking through some studies that were coming out with Zenalpha, mm -hmm. even before Zenalpha was approved, that were suggesting the analgesic properties of the drug were somewhat less efficacious compared mm -hmm. to dexmedetomidine. But I wanted to hear from you what your experience in your research has been showing as far as the efficacy of analgesia with Sinalpha, maybe compared to either metatomidine alone or dexmedetomidine? So basically in the field trial for the marketing authorization that we performed, we could see that the analgesic effects was equivalent to dexmedetomidine until 30 minutes after drug administration. So the first 30 minutes, uh, both the sedative and analgesic effects were very similar. But after that, the analgesia and both the analgesia and sedation started weighing off once the dogs started to recover. What we know uh, pharmacologically is that latinuxan also increases the clearance of concomitantly administered drugs. So in this case, metatomidine or dexmedetomidine. So this is probably uh, because of better preserved cardiovascular function with Senalpha compared to dexmedetomidine, leading to higher organ perfusion and increased drug clearance. So you have to take this into consideration. And then the clinical relevance of the findings is that vatinoxan might then reduce, for example, the anesthetic sparing effect of metatomidine or the analgesic uh, effect of metatomidine, especially at later stages. So basically, it, we need to take that into consideration in the dosing of, of other co-administered drugs. So uh, this is a little bit complicated because initially, vatinoxan increases the absorbance of the co-administered drugs, but at the same time, it actually accelerate, accelerates the clearance as well. So 
it might be a little bit complicated to comprehend at first, but still you have to take this into consideration when you use the drug. So basically you, you might need to reduce the dose of Senalpha, but then take into consideration that when the effects of Senalpha start to wane off, you might to need to give other analgesics or you might need to give a second dose of analgesics. Although with dexmedetomidine, yeah, you are used to having more lengthiest uh, analgesic effects. So basically, uh, both the dose and dosing frequency of other co-administered drugs might need to be changed with Senalpha because of those pharmacological aspects. And then, yeah, basically uh, what we can see with the analgesic effects is that if you use Senalpha with the label dose, then we reach the full analgesic effects of the alpha-2, the metatomidine, uh, until 30 minutes. But in case you would plan to reduce the dose from the uh, recommended label dose, the first thing you will see is actually the uh, impairment of the analgesic effect. And that is because higher dexmedetomidine concentrations in plasma are required for analgesia than for sedation. So if you reduce the alpha dose, you probably won't see that big of a difference first in the sedation, but that might be still observed in the analgesic effect. And of course, as with all alpha-2s, we do know that they are great at potentiating the analgesic effects of other drugs, but as sole analgesic they might not be enough. Uh, and this is the case also with Senalpha. Yeah, I'm really glad that you pointed it out that, you know, compared to other drugs like opioids, our alpha-2 adrogic agonists are, in, as a general like rule, less efficacious as an analgesic agent. Um, so I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting to think about the pharmacokinetics of Xenalpha and how that can create some differences in the pharmacodynamic properties of the drug. Exactly. Yeah, it's really interesting. It is. And you have to know it because if, if you don't know it, then there will be kind of surprises because this drug is different to other alpha-2 agonists. It is different to dexmedetomidine. You have to learn to how to use Especially this drug, you can't just try to use it as you have used dexmedetomidine. I'm glad that you pointed out that it's not just a different formulation of dexdomator. No. Like it is a very different drug. So one thing I want to talk about is reversal. So yeah. we know, for example, dexdomator kind of comes with antecedent and they come kind of paired together. And people are very used to like we use using dexdomator, dexmedetomidine doing whatever sedative procedure you need and then reversing with antecedent, which is adipamazole. Something that you pointed out, which is very interesting, is that the duration of sedation with Xenalpha is much shorter than kind of the duration of sedation with dexmedetomidine or dexmedetor. So is it like in your clinical practice, if you've used Xenalpha, are you finding that you are reversing Xenalpha, do you think that, you know, after 45 minutes, the dogs are kind of returning back to normal yeah. function? You know, what has been your clinical experience with Xenalpha in, in that respect? Yeah. So uh, first of all, I think it's great that you are able to reverse the effects of Xenalpha with atipamazole. So it is the same as with dexmedetomidine and atipamazole works really well. For that purpose, if you are doing a short procedure and the dog is still very heavily sedated uh, once you finish the procedure, for example, quick nail clip or something like that, you you would like to even make the make the recovery faster. You can certainly use atipamazole and you can use the label dose. So 
basically with metatomidine, it's five times the dose of metatomidine uh, that will work as well with Senalpha. So you can definitely use it, but as you mentioned, uh, since the sedative effect with Senalpha is actually shorter than we are used to with dexmedatomidine, the sedative effects usually takes or lasts approximately 45 to 60 minutes. So you might not need to use atipamazole that often in case you are doing a longer procedure. But in case you do a short procedure, then definitely you might be tempted to use atipamazole to make the recovery even faster. What is nice thing about the recovery Recovery is that after atipamazole, we expect the recovery to be calm and, and smooth. So, of course, in case you have done something painful, you have to remember every time you, you use atipamazole, you are going to also counteract the analgesic effects of metatomidine or dexmedetomidine. That is the case with dexmedetomidine and senalpha both. So basically, you have to then plan your pain relief in case you, you have done something painful to the animal. But otherwise... The reversal of sedation is very similar that what we are used to with dexmedetomidine. So it occurs within 10 to 20 minutes after administration of atipamazole, like the full recovery, I mean, the dog being awake and on its feet. And heart rate, blood pressure, they return to baseline values uh, basically within 10 to 30 minutes. And then what is great actually with Senalpha that is that we don't really see any resedation or recurring bradycardia because that was something that I have to talk about this because this is this is close to my heart uh, in actually in one of my own publications we could demonstrate that atipamazole and matinoxan interact in a favorable manner and actually enhance the quality and safety of recovery and what we saw was that after treatment with uh, metatomidine and matinoxan we didn't use the final formulation so that's why I'm not talking about senalpha but, uh, the same dose ratio was used the dosing was different from the label dose because at that point we didn't know what the label dose would be but anyhow after treatment with metatomidine and matinoxan combination atipamazole was actually able to reverse metatomidine's sedative and cardio if Effects much more efficiently compared to the treatment without vatinoxan. So with plain metatomidine treatment, we could see another decrease in heart rate. And as mentioned, heart rate is very closely related to cardiac output. So as well, cardiac output decreased after initial small increase when when at was administered. But when we compared the effects to Senalpha, we could actually see that there was not any uh, like second decrease in heart rate or cardiac output after atipamazole administration, but those values actually returned back to baseline levels. And with metatomidine, it didn't. So that was something that I was really surprised about because uh, I have learned that when you use atipamazole, it will reverse both the sedative and cardiovascular effects. And usually I actually see that the sedative effect is reversed it is clear that when the dog starts to walk and, and it's really ready to go home. But what I can hear from the from the clients as well and see, for example, in my own dogs is that once you come home, the dog is getting again sleepier. And if you actually would listen to the heart rate, the heart rate goes pretty low again. So that is something which I'm very uh, happy about with Senalpha. That doesn't happen. So basically when the dog uh, wakes up, 
it doesn't get resedated. The heart rate doesn't go low again when it goes home. So I feel much more comfortable allowing the dog go home very soon after atipamazole administration if it's awake and able to walk. So I don't have to keep it in the clinic just to make sure that it will be fine so that it won't get resedated or it won't get like the, the cardiovascular uh, issues won't come up uh, in, in later stages. So, so, so that, I, that is something that I'm very excited about with this truck. Yeah, it sounds really interesting that there potentially is like a synergistic antagonistic yes. effect with vantanoxin and adipamazole. I know that there was a study that came out within the last few years looking at cats, cats that received dexmedetomidine and were reversed with adipamazole. Their cardiac output actually didn't really improve following uh-huh. in a in a clinically significant way yeah. following adipamazole administration. So I find it really interesting that potentially this is something to be explored with Sinalfa. And I think it's probably due to the pharmacology again. So basically, we know that vatinoxan enhances the clearance of um, dexmedetomidine. And of course, atipamazole does that same. So basically, we can see that the atipamazole, atipamazole dosing, so the way we are, we have learned to use atipamazole is working really well with Senalpha, but actually it's not working well with the ordinary alpha-2, so for example, dexmedetomidine. We should probably be checking the dose and and the dosing frequency of atipamazole to make the effects with with currently used alpha twos. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about dosing of Zenalpha. So what is the the label dosing and what should people expect to like how to use it in their in their daily practice? So the recommended dose of Senalpha is one milligram per square meter metatomidine and 20 milligrams per square meter vatinoxan administered as intramuscular in- injection. So we are using the body surface area as a method of, of um, dosing. However, I know that many people do still want to use micrograms per kilogram dosing. So let's go a little bit through that as well. So how the how it's converted from the BSA dose to micrograms per kilogram is that the recommended Senalpha dose actually in, in micrograms per kilogram varies depending on the dog's weight. Basically, the microgram per kilogram dose it decreases as body weight increases. And it means that to translate it in small dogs weighing less than 10 kilograms, the dose of metatomidine with Senalpha is approximately approximately 60 micrograms per kilogram when uh, Senalpha is used at the recommended label dose. In medium-sized dogs weighing approximately 10 to 20 kilograms, the dose of metatomidine is approximately 40 micrograms per kilogram. And then in large-sized dogs weighing 20 to 50 kilograms, the dose of metatomidine is approximately 30 micrograms per kilogram. And then if we go to the extra-large-sized dogs weighing 50 to 80 kilograms, the dose of metatomidine is approximately 25 micrograms per kilograms. And if you are trying to uh, kind of figure it out what it means in dexmedetomidine doses, you have to halve it. So basically, if I'm talking about dose of 60 micrograms per kilogram metatomidine, it is equivalent to 30 micrograms per kilogram dexmedetomidine. And it might sound like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to use the, those <laughs> doses. Those sound like 
awful compared to what I'm used to use dexmedetomidine. But, uh, you know, you have to remember, this is not dexmedetomidine. And with dexmedetomidine, why we have chosen to go so low with the doses is actually because of the cardiovascular effects. We know that even with the very low doses, we do see those adverse effects. If we go so low that we don't really see any cardiovascular effects, then we lose the sedative and analgesic effects of dexmedetomidine as well. So, so that, is, that is a bit of an issue. But now the difference with Senalpha is that actually, since vatinoxan is counteracting most of the peripheral cardiovascular or all of the peripheral cardiovascular adverse effects, we don't have to be so conservative with the metatomidine or, or dexmedetomidine dose when vatinoxan is on board. So basically, we don't have to think that we need to give very small doses of the alpha-2 to make the cardiovascular effects uh, or the harmful cardiovascular effects to last a shorter time, which is what we aim with low dexmedetomidine doses when, when we administer it at the moment with the almost micro doses. Uh, so basically, what I'm saying that please use an alpha with the recommended label dose. Don't be afraid of the high metatomidine dose because actually the cardiovascular profile is such that you don't have to be conservative with the metatomidine dose. You can actually go full out there with the dose. Why I'm saying this is that the recommended label dose has been actually carefully determined based on the desired intensity and length of sedation and analgesia that would be sufficient to perform small clinical procedures and examinations lasting approximately 35 minutes. And then vatinoxan, as we have discussed, increases the clearance of metatomidine and then consequently the duration of metatomidine sedative and analgesic actions are shortened. And I already touched base with this. So to achieve the as wanted sedative and analgesic effects in, in clinical practice, metatomidine actually needs to be administered with a higher dose when it's given together with vatinoxan than when, when it is used alone. So basically this is what we see in the, in the label dose. Yeah, I think there's a few really interesting things that you mentioned, but one of them too, I just want to point out is you did mention a study where you combined Xenalpha with butorphanol and you did reduce yeah. the dose of Xenalpha in that, in that case. Is yes. that correct? Okay. So if you are using it with other drugs concurrently, specifically maybe butorphanol, since that is a drug that's been studied, then that yeah. dose reduction is probably necessary. Is that correct? It is. So, so I would approximately reduce the Senalpha dose 40 to 50%, depending on the dose of the, usually we give an opioid, so depending on the dose of the opioid used. And I would definitely recommend choosing the opioid dose as well from the lower range, right. uh, especially to start with. You can repeat the administration if you, for example, feel that the analgesic in effect is not enough. But what we know, know from how vatinoxan affects the absorption is that in case you would give really a higher dose from the higher end of, of the range of, of doses of opioids, actually you might get excessive effect opioid effects. And that's why I, I would recommend to be conservative when you choose uh, the dose for the co-administered drug. And also, as you mentioned, when you co-administer some other analgesic or sedative drugs with Senalpha, you need to as well reduce the Senalpha dose. So. 
The other thing I think that you mentioned that I find very interesting is that if you go on to, just for listeners, if you go on to the website for Decra, which is the company in the U.S. that's responsible for marketing Zenalpha, Decra has a very comprehensive list of dosing based off of body weight, and you can find that information on that website. But something I think you mentioned, which I found very fascinating, is when you converted to the microgram per kilogram dosing, that the microgram per kilogram dosing was very different depending on the size of the dog. And I do find, clinically speaking, when I'm using dexmedetomidine, I do find just on a clinical level that my large breed patients, so things like Mastiffs, Great Danes, I find that those dogs are really sensitive to the effects of dexmedetomidine. And I do wonder if potentially we're using our standard like microgram per kilogram dosing of dexmedetomidine if we are overdosing those patients. So it's really interesting that at least for Zenalpha, that the dosing based off of the body surface area is really accounting for that. So I find that to be really fascinating. You have to adjust the dose based on the size of the dog. We usually don't because it's much more easier to remember one dose and use that dose. But if you want the effects to be like optimal for different sized dogs, you you should actually uh, change the dose based on the on the size of the dog, and it's it's based on the body surf- surface area, and that's the way actually all alpha twos are recommended to be administered. How is an alpha being supplied? What's the recommendation on its storage and use? So Sinalpha comes in in ten milliliter vials in single vials. So no, no, no multi-packages at this point of time. And Senalpha is recommended to be stored in temperature below 25 Celsius, so 77 Fahrenheit, I think. I'm, I don't use Fahrenheit, <laughs> but yeah. And you should actually keep it in the outer carton uh, to protect from light. So Senalpha is sensitive to light. So please remember to keep it in its box, preferably, or in a dark place. It should be protected from freezing, but in case it happens to freeze, it's not a disaster. So we have a study where we froze it three times and still it was acceptable. So Xenalpha is approved for dogs and not for cats. And that's really important to note. But I'm wondering, Hedda, in your research, if you have looked at the effects of Xenalpha or on combinations of metatomidine and vantanoxin in cats? And if you have any comments you want to say about any research that you might have done on that species? So basically what we see is that the response to vatinoxan is species-specific. And therefore, the same metatomidine to vatinoxan dose ratio and dosing does not fit all. And therefore, dose-finding studies for its animal species are needed to determine safe and effective drug doses. We don't advise to use Senalpha in cats because the metatomidine to vatinoxan dose ratio of 1 to 10, 20 in Senalpha is not optimal for cats. Although Senalpha appears to be an effective sedative also in cats, and the cardiovascular profile is actually desirable in most cases, still some cats could become hypotensive. Basically, if Senalpha has been accidentally administered to a cat, I would suggest to closely monitor blood pressure and and have preparedness to treat possible hypotension, but it's not the end of the world. So but most probably the cat will be fine, but still we don't recommend using Senalpha in cats. 
However, if you use other vasodilative agents such as inhalant anesthetic at the same time in cats, we do know that that definitely increases the risk of marked hypotension and that should definitely be avoided. Uh, so if you have accidentally given as an alpha as a pre-anesthetic to a cat going through inhalation anesthesia, you should actually stop the inhalation anesthesia immediately, be prepared to treat any hypotension and yeah, basically just stop whatever you are doing and do it at a later time because we do know that we probably don't get that many problems if we just use Senalpha for cats uh, just for sedative purposes. But in case we would combine it with uh, general anesthetics, then the issue with hypotension uh, is is probably seen and needs to be addressed. We have one article about uh, how to regulate blood pressure when vatinoxan is on board as a pre-medication in cats. If you want to search for it, you can do that. There are definitely vasopressives that you can use, but still I would say that at this point of time, I recommend avoiding using Senalpha in cats. And we do actually do research and we want to continue research also in cats to find the more optimal metasomidine to vatinoxan dose to potentially have another product for cats in the future. You know, let's switch back to dogs real quick. So I think we spent a lot of time talking about the fact that our alpha-2 adrenergic agonists, kind of like the classic side effect that we see with them are cardiovascular depressants type of, of side effects. And I'm wondering if you want to touch base, at least specifically for Xenalpha, what are some of the side effects, maybe cardiovascular and otherwise, that we can see with this drug? So in the field study, the most common adverse reactions after Senalpha administration were diarrhea and uh, signs of colitis, so basically mucoid feces, muscle tremors, hypothermia, vomiting or nausea, uh, involuntary defecation and tachycardia. However, it was a very small amount of dogs that actually showed these symptoms. Due to the metatomidine component of the drug, most of the side effects are actually quite similar to dexmedetomidine, but uh, what vatinoxan does is that the side effects are less severe, shorter in duration or occur less often. Vatinoxan is actually responsible for the possible bowel effects. So vatinoxan may be expected to increase the colonic smooth muscle tone and restore motility, which can lead to spontaneous defecation or loose feces. Usually it might be seen already during sedation, but sometimes, especially if atipamazole is used, you can see it during recovery. Uh, we also recommend fasting the dogs, which helps also with the bowel movements. You know, if, if, the, if the bowel is quite empty, then you won't get that, that um, those side effects so easily. Nausea vomiting actually occur less often uh, with what we see with other alpha 2s. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Also, what we see with all sedatives uh, is that dogs are unable to normally control body temperature in response to administration of the drug. And this is also what we see with Senalpha. What we know about vatinoxan is that it is, it is likely to increase the transcutaneous heat loss during sedation, especially in the early phase when we compare to other alpha-2s, because vatinoxan uh, causes the vasodilation and enhanced peripheral 
peripheral blood flow that actually helped the transcutaneous heat loss. So basically what this means is that you should you should try to avoid loss of heat uh, from very early points on. So please use covers and warm water beds or whatever you, you are used to using and bear huggers, they are, they are great in case the patient seems to be getting low in its body temperature. It doesn't mean that you have to always do it, but you have to be aware that you might see lower body temperatures at the earlier states with alpha compared to dexmedetomidine. So for example, in the clinical field trial, we could see less hypothermia with alpha since the effects of alpha waned a lot um, faster than, than with dexmedetomidine, but still in the early phase. So with the first 30 minutes, the heat loss more significant with alpha compared to dexmedetomidine. What about diuresis? Because that's a pretty common side effect of dexmedetomidine that... Yeah. I see. And do we see that with Sanalfa? We haven't done any research on that. It would be nice to do a full research on, on the voiding effects of the drug. But we do know from metatomidine that diuresis is mostly because of the central effects of metatomidine. And that's why we do expect those same effects with Sanalfa as well. In mice, I think there was a research done. The results from that research would be that atinoxan does not change the voiding effects of, of the alpha-2. But however, it has not been studied in dogs. So that is something to keep in mind in case it differs. There's something that, that someone might want to study more about. But at the moment, what we know, we do expect the diuresis to be similar. What about hyperglycemia? Since I, from my memory, that is a peripheral uh, effect of yeah. alpha-2. So do we see that with this particular drug? Actually, no. So basically, the vatinoxan component uh, counteracts the hyperglycemic effects of metatomidine. And that uh, you have to kind of keep in mind. So in case you would have a dog that is already hypoglycemic, so basically low, low blood sugar, you should try to treat the glucose levels to normal before administering Senalpha, since we know that Senalpha might decrease the blood uh, glucose levels further. Uh, this said, we have done one clipenclamide model. So this, given this drug that decreases blood glucose and then given uh, at the same time batinoxan, and we didn't see any like harmful further decreases in, in blood glucose, but still uh, we have to be, uh, we have to keep the potential of of vatinoxan decreasing the blood glucose, especially in animals that are, for some reason, uh, already hypoglycemic or borderline hypoglycemic. So Xenalpha is currently labeled for use in dogs, specifically for sedation. And I'm wondering about its use kind of as a pre-anesthetic agent for sedation. A lot of people use metatomidine or dexmedetomidine in that capacity. I'm wondering if you can comment a little bit about its use like that, like used before anesthesia. Uh, I have to say that safe use of Senalpha as a pre-anesthetic has not been evaluated. So basically we don't know yet what dose would be recommended for that use. And, but what, what is important to recognize is that the cardiovascular outcome during anesthesia after Senalpha administration is actually quite distinctly different from that of dexmedetomidine alone. So overall, Senalpha is likely to provide improved cardiovascular function 
observed as high heart rate, especially prior, but also during anesthesia when compared to dexmedetomidine. But that said, batinoxan has been associated with greater reductions in systemic vascular resistance and mean arterial pressure. So it is likely that the peripheral vasodilation by vatinoxan will add to any centrally mediated cardiovascular depression caused by commonly used anesthetics, such as inhalant anesthetics. Clinically, this may manifest as an increased incidence of hypotension during anesthesia. So therefore, close monitoring of blood pressure and preparedness to treat possible hypotension is recommended if Senalpha is used as a pre-anesthetic. I would also remind you that balanced anesthetic techniques such as local blocks should be used to permit decrease in inhalant anesthetic dose, thus decreasing the risk of hypotension. Also, Senalpha might influence the effects of other anesthetic drugs diverting to dexmedetomidine. The anesthetic sparing effect of medetomidine or other simultaneously administered anesthetics and analgesic drugs may be reduced by vatinoxan due to the pharmacologic aspects that we discussed previously. So the dose or dosing frequency of, of other concomitantly administered drugs need to be adjusted according to response. Also, it needs to be taken into consideration that with Senalpha, both the sedative and antinociceptive effects are shorter than with dexmedetomidine. So therefore, the recovery after discontinuation of anesthesia might be fast, which possibly increases the incidence of restlessness during early recovery and also additional pain relief might be needed sooner. So I'm not promoting pre-anesthesia use, but I do know that some veterinarians might be uh, eager to try it. So just keep those facts in mind. And maybe I would anyhow recommend that start with the indicated use for the procedural sedation first. Learn how Senalpha works. And then when you feel comfortable with the use, when you know enough about the drug and its effects, then start to use it off-label rather than jumping right away to off-label use, not really even knowing what to expect with this drug. Since it is not dexmedetomidine, it is not the same as dexmedetomidine. Or you shouldn't just use it exactly the same as you do with dexmedetomidine. You have to learn how to use Senalpha and in many aspects, it might vary from what you are used with dexmedetomidine. Last question, more of a kind of clinical practice type of question, but let's say you are a general practitioner and you carry dextomator in your practice, you feel comfortable using it. Do you think it would be worthwhile for those practices to switch to Zenalpha or add Zenalpha to their kind of their army of sedatives? And if so, you know, what situations do you think switching to Zenalpha would be relevant? Yeah, I'm just wondering about your thoughts on that. So basically, you have to remember that Senalpha is indicated to be used in dogs only. So uh, in case you want to sedate other animals as well with alpha-2s, you have to carry other alpha-2s for them. And as I've pointed out many times, Senalpha is completely different from dexmedetomidine. So I do recommend adding Senalpha to your clinic's drug portfolio in any case, whether you have dexmedetomidine or not. 
So basically, as we mentioned, uh, Alpha is totally new drug. It improves the clinical usefulness of alpha-2 agonists by reducing or elim- eliminating the adverse effects that are uh, considered at the moment characteristic for the drugs in this category. And what is great about Alpha is that it provides reliable sedation analgesia while minimizing the unwanted side effects of alpha-2 agonists and it keeps the patient's heart rate and blood pressure at acceptable levels. What is also nice about it is that the duration and magnitude of the sedative effect is sufficient to complete uh, commonly performed clinical examinations and procedures. So basically it's very handy and definitely from procedural sedation, uh, it is a great tool in your box of tools. Uh, and I, I would recommend actually using procedural sedation more, more often. I think in US especially, you are a bit afraid of using alpha twos for procedural sedation because of the cardiovascular side effects. And, and that is why alpha is so great. You don't have to be so concerned of the cardiovascular effects when you sedate the patient. So basically, in EU, we really like to sedate our patients for anything. And that is because it just improves the comfort, safety and care, both of the patient and the whole veterinary team. Also, one aspect is that alpha increases the procedural efficiency due to the rapid onset and shorter duration of action. So basically, dogs can be expected to be very nicely sedated during the procedure, but then uh, alert soon after completion of the procedure. So you don't have to wait for hours for them to, to actually recover, whether you use aticums or not. Senalpha does actually enhance both the quality and safety of, of recovery. So uh, as we've touch-based, uh, the effects of Senalpha can be reversed with atipamazole if needed, but it might not be needed that often because the sedative effect doesn't last too long. And then if you decide to do, use atipamazole, then the recovery is quick and smooth and complete. So you can happily send the uh, patient home after it's awake. And what I would say is that the most desirable features of currently used sedative actually come together in Senalpha. And that's why I, I definitely recommend it, adding it to your portfolio. And I would say, of course, I might be a bit biased, but still, I would say that Senalpha is the new best option for procedural sedation and analgesia in dogs. And, and I recommend you uh, trying Senalpha first for that indication, because it works so nicely and so well for that. I'm sure that you will be happy. And just remember to use the recommended label dose, or then if you want to use for some reason, you you want to use a reduced dose, then you might need to add potofenol to reach the full uh, sedative and analgesic effect. And don't think that the drug is bad in case it doesn't act exactly the same as dexmedetomidine because it's not supposed to. This is a different drug and you just need to learn learn it and learn how, how to use it safely and effectively. Thank you, Hedda. I actually really learned a lot today. <laughs> I nice feel like a lot of people I've talked to, or at least the hype around it has really been like, oh, it's just like a new metatomidine, you know, and kind of dismiss it. But I think a really interesting framework is to think about it as it's just like a different, it's a different drug. It's a different alpha two agonist 
that's out there. And how often do we get new drugs in, in the anesthesia department or anesthesia section? So it, the hype is worthwhile. It's, it's great to have a new innovative drug. But again, it's a new drug. You just need to be patient and learn how to use it and to be happy with it. Well, I really hope, Hedda, that our paths cross again in the future. Really <laughs> lovely to talk to you. <laughs> you too. So if our listeners are interested in trying Xenalpha, is it available? Can people get it in their clinics yet? Yes. So basically, I'm, I'm thrilled to tell you that Xenalpha uh, is already available in US. So please don't hesitate. Just give it a go. No, thank you so much for spending time talking to me today about this new and innovative drug. I really appreciate your time. If people want to reach you with any questions, is there a place where they can find you maybe on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that? Any social media hashtags you want to give off? <laughs> Sorry, I'm really bad with my social media, but uh, you can definitely reach out in LinkedIn or then at the web page vetcare.fi so you can find me from there my name is so difficult to pronounce I won't start (laughs) even try to give my email address but definitely if you can find my email address from the website I'm very happy to answer if you have any questions or if you feel like hey this might be something that I want to focus my research on because you know, we have so much to learn about this truck. It's been a great journey so far for me to, to be able to see what this truck does. But I know that there is a long road ahead of me. So so I, I'm, I'm happy to have any support from other researchers as well to ensure that this truck can be used uh, safely and efficacy in the future as well. And in case you're interested in learning more about this drug or including Xenalpha in your practice, please reach out to your DECRA rep. Again, DECRA is the drug company in the United States that is marketing this drug. And if you want to know more about it, you can always go onto their website and they will provide more information about the drug and even potentially ways that you can include it in your practice. If you like what you heard today, I encourage you to check out NAVAS and consider becoming a member. As a member of the North American Veterinary Anesthesia Society, you get tons of benefits, which includes access to CE events, blog posts, fireside chats with boarded anesthesiologists, as well as specialty technicians, and just so much more. So please visit the website www.mynavas.org to advance your anesthesia journey today. Also, a huge thank you to our sponsor, DECRA, without whom this podcast would not be possible. I want to, again, thank our guest, Dr. Hedda Trenin, for spending time with us today and advancing our knowledge on Xenalpha. And a huge thank you to all the gas passers out there choosing to spend their time with me today on the NAVAS podcast Becoming a skilled anesthetist is a lifelong journey of learning, so I hope you consider listening in the future. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Gatson, and thank you for listening.